Welcome back to Talking Fay. I'm Julia, your summer court host. And I'm Liz, your night court host. We are back again temporarily because I'm going on vacation a week from tomorrow. Woot woot. We'll just have to record another episode if we can. Well, Soleil said she'll record with you while I'm gone. Oh, I could do that too. That'd be fun. You're right. Special guest host. Well, I'm chilling at my all-inclusive resort with a drink in my hand. I have a drink in my hand with a five-year-old terrorizing me, but you know. Mm. No children's allowed. I needed a beat. Right, like. So last year we were supposed to do my like big dirty thirty, all that fun stuff, but you know, Rona happened. <laughs> and it was just like yanked out from under me. I was so mad. Oh my god. But yeah, you so thankfully my birthday is next my dirty thirties next January, so hopefully all this crap will be done and over with. And then Mark's is in August for his 40th. So he okay. He doesn't listen because he has to read the books. So he, I he's he's fine. But I want to do like a big party for him for his fortieth. Ooh, for something. He's never had a surprise birthday party. We'll fix that. I hate surprises, and so does he. But he'll get over it. But he deserves it. He does. He's been so awesome. And he puts up with me, so. <laughs> That's reason enough. That's reason enough. It's a lot. Right. It's a lot. But. Thanks for needy. Meh. Oh, just ask him. He'll tell you. <laughs> He'll tell you because I love her, but she needy. That's okay. We all have our our vices. Um, for those who, like, don't know, we started a pod Instagram, and it's actually been blowing up, so, yeah, like, my phone's been going off nonstop, so check us out on our Instagram page, we're gonna be having, we're gonna post memes, fan art, um, we'll post episode releases, um, just check us out. Like we're we both will be posting. Um, we'll both be commenting, whatever, responding to messages. So our handle is talking underscore fay underscore pod. I know it's a lot. Right. It, you should have seen what Liz you had. It. it was talking fay. Now it's just talking fay. There's no even the underscores. No, it's it says underscores. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Talking underscore Fay underscore pod. I did. I had a really long one. Yeah, like Liz had like a mile long name. I'm like, can we not? I'm sorry. I'm thorough. But I linked the pod Instagram on our Facebook page. And our Facebook page link is also in the bio of our IG. But we'll definitely be taking turns posting fun stuff. If anyone has any fan art, 
that they want boosted, let us know. We'll put it out there. And if you want to share us, go for it. We will never complain. We right. We won't tell you no. No, we will not. So, anything else you want to add before we hit the ground running? No. All right. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything because a lot of people haven't finished the book yet. So oh. I don't want to even say anything about Silver Flame. I know. Oh my gosh. It's we need me. to just do a spoiler episode of that. Just like our reaction. Yeah, maybe. A bonus episode. And if you guys haven't read, don't listen. Right. Um. Maybe, maybe when I come back from vacation, because at that point it'll be like 60 days. Yes, and it'll be nice, but and it, you can still have the choice not to listen. Right. Anyways, let's get a move on. We're doing chapters 18 and 19 today. Since I'm, you know, a dummy and I read the wrong chapters. And put the wrong chapters on, on the episode notes. So sh- shame on all y'all listeners and didn't say anything to me. Wow. Embarrassed. <laughs> And you know our friends listen. So. Right? Yes, our friends listen. Que pena. Like, come on. You know, okay. Them bitches. All right, them <laughs> All right. So, go on, Liz. You can start with chapter 18. Okay. So, I have chapter 18. I usually don't talk first. But this week, we decided to mix it all up. So, this chapter, Farah decides to apologize to Tamlin about killing Andrus and letting him know how really sorry she is after what happened the night before with the fairy. She tracks him down, but he's discussing Boro Patrol with Lucian. So they kind of have this like awkward exchange. It's kind of weird. And... So Tamlin invites her out on a ride, and Lucian ends up tagging along. Major cock block. <laughs> right, bro, stay in your lane. He, mm, I don't think he, uh, yeah, you know, he did probably just want to get drunk and pass out in the fucking meadow. <laughs> so, I mean, who doesn't want to get drunk and pass out in the meadow? Right. Because that's pretty much what Lucian does. So, Tamlin asks Feyre if she likes it. And, because apparently he's too stupid to realize that she does. And, she, he goes, do you like it? And she just was like, looks at him kind of funny, like, duh. And Lucian snorts from his blanket while he's drinking his wine. And then she calls him the High Lord. So they do a quick back and forth about what the serial told her because she said he told her nothing important, but Tamlin never told her he was a High Lord, so obviously the serial did tell her something important. That's because Tamlin's not the High Lord, but okay. He is a High Lord, not the High Lord. The High Lord. Oh! My god, okay, sorry, side note. 
I was watching The Hobbit today because I'm a giant nerd. And there's this elf. I can't pronounce his name. Don't ask me to. He is Legolas's dad with this like crowny thing. And he's got this long blonde hair and he's pretty. He is the wrong complexion, but I looked at him and all I could see was Helion because he's got this crown thingy. And he's beautiful. All I saw was Helion. I was like, oh. But he's the wrong color. But you're beautiful. That's all I could see was Helion, though. Anyway, sorry, side note. <laughs> it's okay. He's one of the high doors. Not the right one. So she makes a joke about the, what the serial told her about Lucian, how they wouldn't want to know. And Lucian tells her he might die of surprise if she actually makes a joke. So, Tamlin shows Farah to a clearing while Lucian's getting drunk by himself on the grass. So, in the middle, there's a pool of what we find out later starlight. And Tamlin tells us this was his favorite place to go as a child. Sarah kind of goes, how long ago was that? <laughs> well, obvious much, you dumbass. He just says, mm, long time ago. Okay, we kind of figured that out, dipshit. Thank you, because you'd be more specific. Like, the ocean? No, never. Shut up, Lou. Sorry. So, Farah asks Tamlin if Lucian's okay from the night before because he looked visibly traumatized, and I'm pretty sure he puked. Tamlin gives us the dirt on Lucian. Finally. Which is very tragic, actually. So, he is the youngest son of the Autumn Court. The Autumn Court is very competitive and cutthroat. I think he has seven brothers? Yeah. Seven brothers? Hmm? Something. Had being keyword. Lucian fell in love with a girl who wasn't Hyphae, which pissed his dad off. So, his dad, being a giant piece of filth that he is. Fuck you, Baron. He killed her in front of Lucian while Lucian's two oldest brothers held him and forced him to watch. What the actual fuck? Right. Fuck you, Baron. What the fuck? I wonder. Who does that to their children? Baron. Like, what is your... Do you think that's going to make them like you? I wonder. What kind of ass backwards? I'm wondering that maybe now, like, reflecting on having read the whole series, you know what's going to happen. I wonder if that was Baron's way of, like, getting back at Lucian's mom for cheating on him. Right? Because there there ain't no way in hell that he does not know that Lucian is not his kid. Um, I think Eris fucking knows, too. I'm sorry. Helio. Helion. No, Eris. His brother. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Helion is his father. 
But yeah, Ares is his brother. Well, brother, quote unquote brother. But yes. Half brother. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking now. Like he knew that his mama was a cuckold. And that was his like retribution. That he'll just make Lucian's life as miserable as possible. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure he looks nothing like his brothers. No, he looks like his mom. Yeah, and that's why they like target him because he looks nothing like any of them. And I'm pretty sure he's his mama's favorite. So that doesn't. Probably because his daddy is like Psycho. fucking hell on earth. Psycho piece of shit. Right. So he left the autumn court and ditched his title. Which this part I don't understand. If he decided to abandon his title, why would three of you, three of his brothers, come after him to kill him and eliminate the competition for the throne? He doesn't want it. Right. So three of his brothers came looking for him. One went home, and the other two were killed by Lucian and Tamlin. Tamlin took Lucian as his emissary, and Lucian's been in the spring court ever since. Tamlin tells Farah that Lucian's family is so afraid of Tamlin, they won't even try to harm him ever again. Farah says she starts to feel bad for Lucian, but doesn't excuse what he said and done to her. So, she's starting to see why he is the way he is, but she doesn't forgive him for being a dick. Valid. Yes. Make people responsible for being an asshole. They treat you badly, make them responsible for it. Don't be like, oh, well, they're, no. You, you grow up. You take responsibility for your shit. So, Vera makes another joke, which I think surprises Tamlin. Because she, she's made two jokes in one day. She's on a roll. Right? So, let me find... Two jokes. He says, two jokes in one day. A miracle from the cauldron, he said. So they start talking about what the what the pool does, and supposedly if you drink from it, you're supposed to have like a lifetime of happiness. Farah says that's definitely not enough for me. And Tamlin wants to know what would make her happy. So, before she was basically kidnapped, she had just wanted her sisters married off, her and her dad to have a little bit of money to just take care of themselves, her to have paint and them just live together, and her be basically a spinster and just take care of her and her dad and be happy. That's all she wanted in life. And now she's not exactly sure. So basically, Tamlin's trying to sweet talk her into this pool, though, and be naked with him in this pool. 
No. Danger, I, Will Robinson. Danger, danger. Don't do it. No. Bad idea. You can't argue with a naked person, so it's a bad idea. And a hot naked person. No, don't do it. Don't do it. And then, you know, it's... So, she does it. Because she, she, she don't listen. And Tamara wants to know where she learned how to swim. And she taught herself when she was 12 because she was watching the village children in a pond. She taught herself how to swim. Where the fuck is your family? We already established that her family ain't shit. But this is like a life lesson that you should learn how to swim. Right. Well, she's out there shooting freaking wolves with arrows just so they have dinner. And they couldn't even teach her how to swim. So, she says it would have been one of the most terrifying experiences of her life. And I'd swallowed half the pond in the, in the process, but I'd gotten the gist, managed to conquer my blind panic and terror to trust myself. What? What? And just like this poor thing. You just feel bad, worse for her as the story goes on. Like, she just keeps getting shit on. So, Tim wants to know about how her dad lost his fortunes. And... She says, how did you find out about that? Tamlin snorted. I don't think born peasants have your kind of diction. And I was kind of like, what? Does he mean the way she talks? Because she don't know how to read. But I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look it up. The Ravenclaw in me was not working. So Vera tells us her father was called the Prince of Merchants. He pretty much just inherited the title because there was no money left by the time he got that title. He inherited it from his dad. And three generations of bad debts masked the, were masked by that name. Her father tried to get rid of their debts for years, but when... He found the opportunity to pay them off. He took it regardless of the risk. He amassed their wealthy their wealth on three ships to sail to a distant land. Cause I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm not even gonna try. For invaluable cloth and spices. Tamlin says those waters are a death trap unless you go the long way. There goes, yeah, well, he didn't. It would have taken too long and our creditors were breathing down our necks. They never made it there. So they pretty much ripped her dad, the creditors ripped the da her dad apart until there was nothing left but a few pieces of gold to buy their cottage. So Tamlin goes, that's when you started hunting. She goes, no, we moved to the cottage. It took three years for the money to dry up. I started hunting when I was 14. So 
the money ran out. It took three years for the money to run out. And then she started hunting. She had no idea how to hunt. But, you know, she taught herself that too. Like, she taught herself how to swim because these people are useless. So glad they all get better. Because if they didn't, I might just have to hurt them. So, they swam for hours. And they go back to the house of Lucian. And he, Lucian catches her staring at him. He goes, yes. And she never, she says, I never got to thank you for your advice about the cereal. Girl. You're not supposed to thank him for it. He almost got you killed, stupid. You don't thank him. Whatever. <laughs> you don't thank him. Oh, you almost got me killed, but thank you. Dumb ass. Thank you for not killing me. <laughs> so Lucian just looks at her like, wait, what? He says, oh. And Farah says, if you still want me dead, you could try a little harder next time. What? <laughs> what Lucian's probably like, oh. I guess I'm caught. Oops. He's not as stealthy as his daddy. Mm -hmm. He goes, that's not what I intended, but I wouldn't shed any tears. <laughs> you can't say that to people. I mean, look at who his daddy is. Yes, but it's like Karen and Mean Girls asking why Katie is white. You can't say that to people. What? So she said that she's just joking. And Lucian's like, you can't possibly forgive me for putting you in that kind of danger. She says she doesn't. And part of her would like to beat the shit out of him. For the lack of warning about the cereal, she says, but I understand. I'm a human who killed your friend who now lives in your house and you have to deal with me. I understand, I said again. So I feel like she's trying to just be like, look, I'm coming into your house after I killed your friend. That has to suck for you. And I'm sorry that this situation sucks for you, but it sucks for me too. So, you know... Let's make the best of this. Let's become friends. And he said that he was, he seemed surprised that Tamlin told him that the, his, her first shot was to save the cereal and not herself. So Farah is changing her views on fairies just by being here with them. She saved the cereal after she hacked him because they were going to hurt both of them. So she saved the cereal before she saved herself. And then she wanted to save the fairy who was dying on the table. And when she knew that they could not save it, she sat there with him and held his hand until the end so he wouldn't die alone. This is the girl that hated fairies in the beginning of the book. We're 18 chapters in. 
and you see her start to change her mind. Plus, plus two, she like didn't receive that basic comfort from her family. No, and yet she's still capable of, you know, giving, you know, not not love, but like compassion to others despite not receiving it herself. Yeah, exactly. And like she's starting to see that what she was told when she was little, basically it was racism to, against the fairies, which yes, your people were treated badly and I understand. But you need they, you, you move, it's history. But they're still raised to hate these fairies the way that it's just fucked up. Right. This is why I say I need a background story on Mama Archeron to find out what happened to make her hate fairies so much and ingrain this into her daughters. Yeah, right. All three of them have the, well, I mean, obviously Feyre comes around, but all three of them have this like innate hate of the Fae. And it obviously came from somewhere. And we find out later that, you know, Papa Archeron's kind of like, okay with the Fae. So it has to come from the mama. And I want to know what happened to make her this way. I feel like I need to like, like, like tweet SJM. I'm like, dear Sarah... (laughs) Like they do. Dear, <laughs> dear JK. <laughs> Sorry, that's from a Swish and Slick reference. Sorry. We need answers. Yes, we do. We need. We should start writing these down. So Fares just tells him this is the puff in her, or the Gryffindor. It go, can go either way. She said it just seemed like the right thing to do. Lucian tells her, I know far too many fairies who wouldn't have even thought that way. They wouldn't have bothered to save him. They would have saved themselves first. This is their people and they would have saved themselves first. But a human saves their people first. Like, I think too, it, I think too, it varies by court. Honestly, like, like, just like looking at a map of Prithian, like you have the night court at the top, the spring court at the bottom. Like they are complete polar opposites. Yes. Like like Reese puts on this this image that, that he's just this horrible high lord. Like basically like the court of nightmares is all anyone sees. But in reality, he's a softie. Oh, for sure. Total softy. Then there's Tamlin, who's Tamlin. <laughs> and like, Tamlin. like mm-hmm. it, he's starting to come around now, but like later on in the series, just like gets so depressed and like down on himself, rightfully so, but still, that he like refuses. To even do anything but walk around as a wolf all the time. Yeah. 
We're just gonna get stuck like that. So, ow, legs stuck together. Um, Lucian gives her back her jeweled dagger, and he tells her, "Just don't bury it in my back." And that is the end of the chapter. All right, chapter nineteen. Um, so in chapter nineteen, Tamlin gives Feyre her art supplies. Yay! <laughs> um, gives her her paints and sets her up in a whole nice room that has a beautiful view of the spring court. And she's like, "Why would you do this?" And he's like, "It's been a long time since anyone here appreciated the finer things like art." But like, but then he goes on to like semi insult her because he says, "I never knew that humans were capable of, you know, basically making art." So a lot of the art around his gallery, you know, is Fay painted. But yes, Tamlin, humans can do art. Thank you very much. We can. <laughs> apparently, apparently. <laughs> newsflash. Um. But she was very, like, protective of her art. She didn't want anyone to see it. She hid it from them and, like, closed up her little gallery. Um, she took a lot of inspiration from, from the spring court. Um, she would jot down notes and stuff for her. Well, not notes. She would make drawings because she can't read or write at this point. Um, and then go back and paint. Um, she started to get comfortable in her environment. She stopped being afraid of, you know, what could happen and the bogey and the naga. Um, so she reflects on the serial's words, stay with the high lord, you will be safe. So she did. <laughs> Wrong high lord, honey, but we'll get there later. Really um, <laughs> right. Um, so she's kind of outside exploring and she has this like reality check moment where she feels guilty that her family is like glamored and they're cared for and they're safe and the mortal world is going on without her. Like she kind of has this like depression moment. Like girl, I get it. Um, cause you know, shit happens and. You kind of get all up in your feelings and um, so she's kind of in, in like a crummy mood and Tamlin and Lucian ignore her which kind of pisses her even more off. But um, Tamlin does, does come around and says, you know, you seem upset. He shows him, sh uh, he shows her the rose garden that the, her, his father planted for his mother um, for their mating. But does she even really want them to pay attention to what she's doing? Like, does she even want to talk about it? Well, I mean, she does come around. But, like, she she feels guilty that she's living this, like, plush life. You know, she's in this beautiful castle or whatever. Um, She's here painting and just has no responsibilities. And Well, her family don't need her. <laughs> 
Um, so she plucks one of the roses and she's like afraid that Tamlin's going to yell at her, but he it seems like he didn't care. Um, Feyre says, I don't know why I feel so tremendously ashamed of myself for leaving them. Why it feels so selfish and horrible to paint. I shouldn't. Shouldn't feel that way, should I? I know I shouldn't, but I can't help it. So yeah, she's kind of feeling guilty that she's just kind of like living this posh life with the High Lord. But then Tamlin goes on and says, if it grieves you, then I don't think it's absurd at all. Aw, look at him coming around being sensitive and acknowledging her feelings. Um... You know, prior reading to reading the entire series, like this is kind of like the moment where readers, you know, see a softer side of Tamlin um, and see their dynamic change. Um, he goes on to say, don't feel bad for one moment about doing what brings you joy. Um, so, yeah, that's like even though a, a lot of us are Tamlin haters, like, that's still a very, very beautiful quote. Like, I love that. Um, and that's kind of like my mon like my motto, like, personally, because, like, I love my job and I love what I do. And, yeah, I don't make a lot of money. Like, I'm not going to get rich. But I love it. Like, it brings me joy. I feel like Marie Kondo over here. It brings me joy. So I'm going to keep doing it. Um, you have, you have, okay, <laughs> especially in both our fields, if you don't love what you're doing, you're not to go somewhere else. Right, right, yeah. And like any, like, caregiving thing, like, if, if your heart's not in it, then you need to go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I could be all day, be here all day going on about that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, um, at this point, Tamlin and Feyre are getting closer. It, like, reminded me of the scene from Beauty and the Beast, the, like, the Something There song. Um, at this whole book reminded me of Beauty. Well, yeah. So, it's like, she's like, oh, there's something there that wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe that's why Harrison didn't like this book. <laughs> well, Harrison, Harrison is his own person. <laughs> yeah, and then, so then Feyre's kind of like still in her feelings because now she's confused about what's going on between her and Tamlin. So she goes out, she goes out into the woods to kind of get some inspiration to study the colors. And then she hears a noise and sets a snare. <laughs> and of course, Tamlin gets caught in it. Like, she's like, that's what you get for stalking me. But. Yes, it is a little rude. Right. Like, give the poor girl some space. She ain't going anywhere. Well, I kind of get it at the same time, just because there's shit in them woods. You know there is. Right, but it's it's daytime. There ain't nothing, ain't nothing that bold. Um, so he tells her a poem. He reads her a poem, which is romantic. 
because that's when he realizes she can't read. But then, okay, so if you re recognize the fact that she can't read, why wouldn't you take the time to teach her? Okay. That's, hmm. Because you don't want her to know how to read. Then it's easier to control. This is right. when he starts getting a little, like, shady. He's like, oh, I'll write for you. Right. Mm, she can't right. read what you're writing. Right, right. You could be like, oh, yeah, I killed her and axe murdered her and she's buried here. Right. So, and then um, Feyre is talking with Tamlin and she's like, you said the night we were in the Rose Garden that your father had planted it for your parents upon their mating, not wedding. Um, <laughs> he's like, well, high well, fame mostly marry, but if they're blessed, they'll find their mate. They're equal. They're equal. Emphasis on the equal here. <clears throat> they're match in every way. High fae wed without the mating bond. But if you find your mate, the bond is so deep that marriage is insignificant in comparison. Okay, so y'all, if you haven't read Silver Flame... Dude, you don't understand how significant this is. Mm -hmm. But even, even like, even the whole relationship between Favor and Reese, or Lucia and Elaine. Well, Elaine yeah. is like denying the, the, the bond, though. But, but but I don't understand how there's like equal those two. You know what I mean? I don't get it. But okay. But like, Reese. I don't I don't like Elaine, so, you know, okay. I can't stand her. Reese literally makes Feyre the first ever high lady. So she is equal with him. Like, so if if, if they're so hard-pressed on, on mates being equals, then why, why aren't they equal on all fields like Reese does to Feyre? Because <clears throat> it's a, what is it called? Patriarchy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Down with the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. So then Feyre, what? I, I don't get all of it. That makes no sense to me. You're equals because your mates, they're equal to you. But because she has a vagina, you're not. Okay. Right. I have a question, though. Isn't the one High Lord, I don't remember his name, gay? Or is he bi? Um, you know which one I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about. And I think he's bi, but his like main lover is gay. Okay, so do you think that the mating bond works that way, too? Yeah. I would think so. I just want, I was just curious, because I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, I would S think so. SJM seems way more inclusive than JKR, just saying. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't see any LGBTQ plus relationships in the Harry Potter series. Um, and there's, like, yes. two... 
kids of African American, well, not African American, obviously, but like African descent, and then one Jewish kid, right. <laughs> and like two only Asians. one. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, she was very, very. I. Mm, it would be Cecian, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, Helian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Theseon. Oh wait, no, 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 Helian. It is Helian. Okay, so obviously, no, he's not gay. Well, or Helian's bi. For sure. But Theseon has a male lover. Well, and like, Moore's bi. Well, no, she's... She's definitely a lesbian, but she fools around with guys, so people don't know. Right, so so people don't r- r- report back to Kier. That's terrible. And right. That's a different story for a different day. Terrible, though. Right. So, speaking of parents, um, Farah asked um, Tamlin about his. And he says... That her, his father was as bad as Lucian's, worse. My two older brothers were just like him. They kept slaves, all of them. And my brothers... I was young when the treaty was forged, but I still remember what my brothers used to... Mm, it left a mark, enough of a mark, that when I saw you, your house, I couldn't... I wouldn't let myself be like them. I wouldn't bring harm to your family or you. Or subject you to fairy whims. So they were clearly, clearly human haters. And Tamlin was trying to break that cycle. Um, Then he says, his mother, my mother, she loved my father deeply, too deeply, but they were mated. And even if she saw what a tyrant he was, she wouldn't say an ill word against him. I never expected, never wanted my father's title. My brothers would have never let me live to adolescence if they had suspected that. That's crazy. Right. That they'll they'll kill their own brother just to ascend the throne. Especially since you know that like fairies, kids, like fairy kids are rare. Right. why do you guys keep killing each other off? That's dumb. Right. Over a title. <laughs> yes, Lou. Good job. She agrees. <clears throat> um, so Tamlin goes on to say, I realized from an early age that fighting and killing were about the only things I was good at. And Feyre, I doubt that. <laughs> and then Tamlin says, oh, I, I can play a mean fiddle. I can play a mean fiddle. Okay. Oh my. And then, <coughs> excuse me. Tamlin says, fortunately or unfortunately, they were all killed by the high lord of an enemy court. I was spared for whatever reason or cauldron granted luck. 
My mother, I mourned. But others, a too, sh too tight shrug. My brothers would not have tried to save me from a fate like yours. So, fortunately or unfortunately. Because we find out later that Hamlin's parents were killed by Reese's father. And they fucking deserved it. Right. Um, because, well, Reese, no, Tamlin's father killed Reese's mother and sister. For no reason. Right. So it was kind of like a, a retribution. Oh, yeah. Like, spoiler alert, but y'all should know that by now. That we don't care. Yeah, it's right. It, it, it's right in our bio. Right. Or we won't spoil Silver Flames though, because that hasn't been out very long. Right. But like, yeah, like, so Reese's father kill. No, start start over. Tamlin's father kills Reese's sister and mother for no reason whatsoever other than the fact that they were going to see him. Cut off their wings. And hung them in his house. Right. Hung them in his office as a trophy. So, Reese's father and Reese went, well, mo mostly Reese's father went to the house, went to Tamlin's house, and killed Tamlin's brothers and his father and his mama. So, at that point, both Tamlin and Reese are now the high lords of their courts. Hmm. But I like how he says, you know, and and by the high lord of an enemy court. You when, made them your enemy. Reese was your fucking friend. Right. And they were friends. Piece of shit. They were friends until your daddy killed his mama. And now we got problems. Um and it's all your fault, you bitch. Right. And Feyre says, I'm sorry about your mama. Um, well, it's your fault your mama's dead, so... Right. Sorry. I really don't like Tamlin. And then, um, you know, like, Tamlin's talking about, you know, how most High Lords are trained in manners and court warfare and all that nonsense. But after Tamlin's father died, it says... Many of his father's courtiers defected to other courts rather than have a warrior beast snarling at them. And then Fayla remember Feyre, bleh, remembers something that Nesta had said. Nesta had called her a half-wild beast. Like, who the fuck says that to their, their, their younger sister? Nesta. You're right, <laughs> Nesta. <laughs> Let me... Let me call it my sister real quick and say, you're a half-wild beast. She'll laugh at me. Like, you're stupid. Okay. She'll be like, okay then. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Actually, funny, like, like I had a funny, like, funny interaction with my sister earlier. But I didn't call her a half-wild beast. Um, so then they are looking out and Feyre sees the pile, the piles of unlit fires. And she's like, what are those? And Tamlin's okay. like, um, they're setting up for Calamai. It's in two days. And she's like, for what? 
And he's like, fire night. It's a spring court ceremony. We like bonfires and magic. Yeah, it's very fairy. You don't want to know. And then she's like, well, I'm not invited. He's like, no. No, you are not. Rude. So she's like, okay, fine, whatever. And then they hear something. So Tamlin tells her to hide. And this mystery invisible voice is talking with Tamlin and Lucian um, about his behavior and if she expected bowed heads then it's more then she's more of an idiot than I thought that's from Lucian um, and then this voice says "If speak you so ill of, of she who holds your fate in her hands with one word she could destroy this pathetic estate um and then the invisible creature goes on to say so you have a heart of stone tamlin it said and tamlin went rigid you certainly keep a host of fear inside of it the voice sank into a croon don't worry high lord so do you think that's reese well it's the adder I couldn't, because it's invisible. So I was like, "Is that Reese?" That's what I was thinking too when I was re- when I was rereading it. But then, um, um, like Tamlin says, there are certain fairies and prisons who inspire legends that you humans are afraid of. Some like this, that one, or myths given flesh. But then Tam- Lucian says, "If the adder saw her," and then he said, "Tamlin says it didn't." Are you certain it didn't? So it was the adder. But yeah, like when I first read that, like when I first reread that for the sake of the pod, I I thought it was Reese too for a good minute. But I also don't remember Reese making himself invisible. True. But I mean, Reese can do a lot of things, so I'm sure invisibility is also one of his things. It was like, it's like the Patronuses they use in Harry Potter to communicate. Right. Reese throws on a invisibility cloak. But so that is the end. In my room, he can be invisible in my room anytime. Right, James. I'll make him some soup. So that is the end of chapter nineteen. We're starting to get into the good stuff. Uh, so, look, it is so slow. Uh, that it gets really good, and then the next one's like boom, boom, boom. Mhm. Right, because now the calamari is coming. We get to meet our favoriteest person ever. But what do you do? So, as a reminder, you know, check out our Instagram page. It's talking underscore fay underscore pod. I know it's a lot, but it's better than, than what Liz had before. <laughs> um, I'll also link it in our our show our episode notes or whatever. Um, we would love some like ratings and reviews for those of us for those of you who listen to us on on Apple on like Apple Podcasts. 
you know, feel free to give us a rating, five stars, um, whatever. Yeah, we all want one star. If you that's open, I'm joking. Right. Joking. If if you give us one star, I'm deleting you. No. <laughs> click delete bye um no but like seriously though like give us some feedback i know we have a bunch of listeners who have like reached out saying that they love our pod um and that they like missed us during our little mini hiatus we but, missed yeah. you. right um so yeah definitely give us some feedback if there's anything you think we missed in a chapter or whatever you know, let us know and, you know, we'll bring it up. Absolutely not a problem. We're open to about anything. So. <clears throat> also, I just want to say thank you to those who have reached out. Some of, so honestly, sometimes you guys have gotten me when I'm having a really shitty day. Uh, and it brightens my day to know that you guys actually listen. Right. And, it's awesome. Like, we didn't think people were actually listening. And then you guys reached out and it made our days. So, thank you. Please just keep reaching out. Lou wants to say hi. <laughs> yes, she did. But, she, yeah. She's my cat. She's my all black cat. She's my night court kitty cat. <laughs> Waffles is over here, too. He's, he's in the corner. And he's a summer cat, kitty cat. Yeah, because he's an orange tabby. And black and fat. And if she had to pick a favorite, she would pick Cassian. <laughs> right. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Is there anything else you want to add, Liz? Don't do that. <laughs> no, I think I'm good for the day because my throat is starting to get lit again. So, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't let the hard days win. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.